Welcome to the Emo Social Club podcast, broadcasting to you live from EmoSocialClub.tv. I am Brian, just Brian. So uh, Lizzie and I are both moving uh, separately, but equally into new locations. Uh, So this is an episode that we have previously recorded with uh, our friend Julian of Loveless. Uh, This was recorded kind of when Loveless was starting to pop off, and now they are playing Lollapalooza in our beautiful fair city of Chicago. So we wanted to put this out the same week as Lollapalooza in in a celebration, a celebratory situation for for Julian and and the Loveless squad. Uh, Obviously, he's, he's, he's gotten way bigger now so i hope we can say hi to him this weekend but if not uh you know this is our this is our hello for him so hi julian and uh we'll get to the episode shortly because we have to also say that uh this podcast is worth five of your stars even though this episode is uh oh not new but it's still uh worth your five stars so you're gonna want to go to your podcasting app of choice and make sure that you are rating us five stars. If it's like Apple podcasts you use, you can go ahead and leave a little, little comment be like, Hey, uh, this loveless re-release. I didn't even know that they talked to loveless and I'm a, I'm a fan now. And now I'm a fan of the emo Soch. you know, you can do both. And then you're a fan of everything that we do here and you can show your true, uh, fandom on the internet. <laughs> Uh, you can also show your fandom by being our friend on any social media platform you use as well. On Instagram, we are at Emo Social Club. And on Twitter and TikTok, we are at X Emo Social Club X. So those are the best places to find us if you want some of the beautiful visual content. YouTube.com slash Emo Social Club also for the visual content. Uh, we have this up as a video from there as well. And we'll have more video content coming soon. Now that we're both moved, maybe that is like in person more often rather than just the internet uh, with video on your screen. That's all that you're going to get. We're just going to have a different situation, you know, like our video will be uh, us in the same room, not a Zoom call. You know what I mean? You get it. You get it. You get it. Anyway, uh, yeah, please support us on the internet. And if you're at Lollapalooza this particular weekend, uh, make sure you say hi to us and to uh, our guest from a previous time that we are re-releasing. And this episode, uh, Julian of Loveless. Loud noises! Welcome to the Emo Social Club podcast, broadcasting to you live from emosocialclub.tv. I am Brian. And I'm Lizzie, and we're here this evening with our new friend and loveless Julian. Thank you so much for hanging with us tonight. You are our last September guest. We love it. <laughs> That's so right special. at the date call. It's, it's my birthday month. So you guys Ooh. Hell yeah. perfect time. <laughs> uh, we have you on. Well, I'll let you introduce everything. I do just want to say before we start, like, sorry, I'm a downer is a bop. 
and I really like it. And I had already heard it like before, like we got a little like, you know, secret little uh, uh, first take. Yeah. But uh, I listened to it again today just to refresh it. And I'm like, yeah, damn, this is a bop. This is, this is a damn bop. So uh, we've got you on, I think, mostly to chat about that. But why don't you uh, introduce yourself and your band and, and, and all that good stuff? Oh, yeah. Hi, I'm Julian from Loveless. Uh, I sing and play a little bit of guitar. And then we also have Dylan, who uh, kind of just fills out the other elements. He's he's not here right now. He's he's probably golfing right now. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, I work him very hard, so he, he deserves a, yeah. a, a golfing break <laughs> every, once in, you know, every once in a while. Uh, and then, yeah, we we put out a record in June, uh, our like debut. And that was pretty cool. And and now we're just back to the regularly scheduled posting a song and, and just keeping them rolling. Uh, I, I make music so fast that it's impossible <laughs> for us to like sit on an album for like six months. Mm-hmm. We have to start doing something again because my Dropbox is full. I have to. <laughs> I'm not paying for more storage, so let's put You're it. You're like, out. this exactly. is it. This is all we give. The free storage. It's all gone. Come on, guys. <laughs> I'm I'm paying the monthly. <laughs> oh, yeah. it up. <laughs> what? How are but, you? Uh, how are you making so much music? <laughs> I guess like. Well, this is my bed, and then this is my recording setup. I wish I wish my webcam was working so that I could flip it around and mm. kind of show you guys. But I have uh, I have like a preamp, and I have like five guitars, and and I just I write all day. It's something that I just enjoy doing. Um, I I never really thought about it. I, I feel like I used to wish I could come up with the ideas that were in my head, and now that I know how, it's like I can't stop. it's impossible like once you know the basics of how to craft a song it it does feel a bit like you know just going and and doing your doing your job for the day if you Mm -hmm. go and sit down and write a song um and that's kind of the fun in it is is it's it's not a nine to five but it is it is work but it's also this like creative experience so you can you can have a lot of fun with it and you can play around with you know, I have to get this done. I am giving myself six hours to work on a song today. But it, within those six hours, I might be messing around for most of it. Mm-hmm. Like, I think 90% of how I come up with vocals is me stepping up to the mic and being like, da 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 That might work. Cool. And then carry on. <laughs> so there's there's very little um, time that I'm not working. That's that's how I write so fast and so often. <laughs> that's awesome. I'm I'm very in awe of just somebody who's like pouring that out diligence. Create, yeah, like just pouring it out of them. Like, damn, I just do a podcast, you know. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> hey, well, that's that's tough too. Sticking to a, I think that's the thing that's been hardest for us is sticking to a regiment mm-hmm. and like, and really like putting stuff out regularly because um, you have to for the algorithm. The algorithm doesn't care if your songs are amazing. I mean, it, it likes to say it does, but it's about content. It's about feeding that machine. And so finding a way to do it, finding a way to do it, like without uh, getting sick of it is, is like always a good sign. So. Where are you bringing your inspiration from? Like, so continuously is like my other idea, because I feel like you can only write, about certain topics so much until you're like all right i've beaten this horse it's dead it's in the <laughs> ground 
it's game over what's next <laughs> yeah no that is that is hard um but i always talk about just what's going on in my head and i think if it's not boring to me yet then then hopefully it's not boring to everybody else um like a lot of our songs kind of start out as being like written about a girl or written about like you know, wanting to like break a vice or something like that. And from there, they kind of evolve into whatever I'm feeling that specific day. So there are times when it's like, I'm writing a song about a girl. And by the end, I'm like, this is a song about a cigarette. You know, like this is a song about, <laughs> about like wanting to like start running. Like, you're <laughs> like, it's a metaphor. <laughs> yeah, it's always a metaphor. That's what, that's, that's how you do it. That's how you. I guess that's my answer is I write about the same three things and then just find the metaphor. <laughs> just change it after <laughs> the fact. Yeah. I just tell you guys afterwards, like, no, 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 this song totally new, totally new idea. Guys, you think I'm talking about girls all the time? Silly. Ridiculous. <laughs> <Come on. laughs> I was actually thinking Sometimes that. Sometimes it's about boys. Mm. <laughs> there we go. See, we got to switch it off. See? There you go. I was thinking that the other day, cause I just listened to the new sleep token record um and i i was like i know that their first record was about alzheimer's but which i can't say correctly but alzheimer's and like they were like the whole record is like kind of that that storyline of like a person you know loose storyline about a person who's going through it and their experience and like probably a bit of like a you know a, a personal story about how they watch somebody deteriorate and and all that kind of stuff but like they they still sound like love songs, right? But you know that like yeah. that love isn't like for a person or it's not like pining after somebody. And it like puts it in this whole weird context when you say it's about Alzheimer's. So like the love you're experiencing and the thing that you're experiencing that person is like bringing them back from like forgetting who you are. And I'm like, oh shit, that's even darker than anything else. That's so crazy. But like you can just like switch it up so easily like that. And if you never heard the record, if you didn't know what it was about, and you heard this song, you go, oh, man, he's, like, really missing that girl. It's like... Mm. <laughs> like you thought, you bet. <laughs> well, really missing that that lady, I guess we should say. Yeah. You know? <laughs> or or grandpa. You know, we never know. We don't yeah. know the... Dare I assume. <laughs> yeah, not assuming anything. But, yeah, it's just... It's it's putting your... like like uh, And I'm going to repeat this from chat because I saw it now and I already said I wouldn't do that. But... <laughs> Um, it's, it's inserting the audience member is asserting them into themselves into the, uh, the song. Alice is so mad at me for <laughs> taking her question wow, and putting it in okay. here. How dare you, Alice? He, he's a question stealer. It's a good question or it's a good thought. It's a great question. Yeah. So like if you're writing something and whatever it's about, it's like someone is going to take this on anyway. So in a, in a way it's like kind of freeing to put whatever it means for you in there and then just like kind of go hey it's yours now like what do you think it's about absolutely yeah no absolutely i i think gosh i mean i wrote so many songs on this record about like a girl i had a crush on, a crush on in high school <laughs> who like doesn't know i exist anymore mm -hmm. i'm sure of it but like because this was like 10 years ago yeah but for, she was like okay. my first love so like whenever i like picture like a, somebody to sing about it was always her um and so there are definitely like four or five songs that are about this girl, but like, I don't know what she does like during the day. Like, I don't know anything about like how we would interact as people anymore. So there's like, I have to kind of take liberties and, and 
it might have started as like I'm singing about this girl, but then like halfway through, like someone else became about myself. It was about those like sleepless nights where you're you just like staring at the wall, like why am I like remembering that stupid thing I said like four years ago, like on a phone call with my realtor? Like who cares? <laughs> they don't care. But it's like, but I can't stop thinking about like what is wrong with me, and that that kind of crafted that song into something way more interesting than what it actually is. Usually that trail of thoughts, usually that trail of thought process is what I tell my therapist. He says, Lizzie, that's anxiety. And I'm like, you know what? Maybe, but also listen, (laughs) it could be innovation. Innovation. It's both. It's both. (laughs) For me, for me, it's definitely both. I almost feel like if I, I would be afraid if I like cured my, my anxiety. Cause yeah. I, what would I write about? What would I sing about <laughs> all the days, all the days long? If you title a song, anxious innovation, I think that's fair. <laughs> I think you're allowed to do that now. You, you now own that. Oh yeah. <laughs> I'm writing it down right now. Good. There we go. There we go. <laughs> anxious innovation. It's going to come up. Little, Brian's going to be like. <laughs> Tell us a little bit about, sorry, I'm a downer. Um, I know it's, it's, it just came out on the 17th. So it's fairly new, but how, uh, how did it come to you? What is it about all this, all the the normal stuff? Um, honestly, I think that song started. I had those chords in my head, and I was just like, "These are cool chords." Da, 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 da. I thought it sounded very like ethereal. Mm-hmm. Kind of reminded me of like a like an old like a Roger and Hammerstein's kind of musical okay. number, but also like ominous like mm-hmm. it sounds like it could very well turn into metallica song either way <laughs> uh, yeah. so i i was having fun with that and then that melody just launched itself out like i i think i heard that melody in my head and i wrote the lyrics within like five minutes uh for the chorus and and then i just sat on that chorus for like two weeks i had just like the instrumental of the of the verses and that chorus I was like, we have like 11 other songs that like could really go next after the album. Like, do we really want to do like a brand new song? And um, yes, yes, we did. That was the answer was yes. <laughs> yeah. um, because I, I just kept coming back to that chorus. And then one day I was just like, I'm just going to finish it. And if I finish the song and I'm happy with it, we'll put it out. And if I finish the song and it's not better than like, because we do have like, 11 other demos that are completely finished at this point um so yeah i finished it and i was like this has to be out because i wish i had put it out on the on the album it's very like quarantine specific in ways it's uh it's playing with that like that idea of i feel like everybody felt this way um i feel like i came into quarantine and just in general i used to be a much bubblier person like i feel like i used to be nicer and funnier and (laughs) just generally like a joy to be around um and like lately i just feel like kind of an asshole (laughs) all the time i totally and i don't want to feel that way yeah it's not but so that song was really like me kind of owning up to that and and really like apologizing to myself and also forgiving myself for for being this way because it's it's a lot it's a lot more complicated than just like i don't think i'm going to be this way forever and if as long as i can give myself that chance to kind of push through it anything's possible or something 
<laughs> or something. What was the? I, uh, I like to tell myself it's a hopeful song. Yeah, I think it is. Like it reminded me of you know putting in my myself into the song. Right? It's like being at a party yeah. and you're like, shit. I I I just like. I, I want to be a part of the party, but whenever anybody asks me a question about myself, it's really hard for me to find something positive to say back. Uh, I'm assuming that that's like where the like birthday party, like the hat and the balloons come from. Cause I was like looking at, it, I'm like, God, that's a really cool image. Yeah. That's a really cool uh, uh, vibe for it. Just like the birthday party. And you're like, I'm so fucking sad. <laughs> yeah. There was kind of that. Oh, I'm going to close the store after all. There was this, at first we had an idea of like literally getting um, like a group of kids, like fifth graders to come and, and like just have a pool party in my backyard and then have us like, just like in the pool with our instruments mm -hmm. being like super bummed out. And then just logistically that wasn't going to work. I was about to um, say, do you know a bunch of fifth graders? Does anyone I have access to a bunch of fifth graders. anyone <laughs> <laughs> has access to a bunch of fifth graders, yeah. It's um, the weirdest Craigslist post I've ever heard of. <laughs> hey guys, I just need you to come. Like they can have a pool party, it's fine, but we're gonna be playing really sad music, so you're gonna have to be yeah. okay with it. But you know what? They're gonna be hyped up on sugar and they'll be able to sleep later at the night. Mm -mm, it's mm -mm, fine. Mm -mm. We all win. Mm -mm. Report that post. Absolutely. Report that Craigslist post immediately. <laughs> just report that, please. <laughs> I, I do think I and I think that I was a big thing with Downer is that it is like lyrically a sad song. But it's so major. It's like it's in this like major key. I think it's C major, 120 beats per minute. Mm -hmm. It is like the generic pop song. Like when you sit down at a piano and play your first pop song, it's those chords. It's it's the basic tempo when you start a da. It's really a simple song. And I think if you just listen to it without really thinking, like what does this mean, then then you would just think it's like a feel good pop song. Like if you didn't really listen to those lyrics, you'd probably be like, "Yeah, <laughs> sorry, I'm a downer." Then you like think about it, and it's like, "Wait, this dude's talking about like killer feelings and things like that." That this might be, this might be a little more, a little bit more under the hood. <laughs> Isn't that a lot of like emo and pop songs though? It's like you feel like it's a really like bubbly, happy song, and then you like look at it and you go, "Oh." Oh no. You're like, wow, we're actually oh, all really boy. fucking sad. Oh. Yeah, yeah. I feel like we just had too many we had a lot of like very straightforward ballads that were just uh I mean not to throw someone else under the bus, but that one is kind of just sad the whole way through. Um like and it's got that very epic driving uh chorus, but it's just a sad song. It's kind of a bummer of a song. <laughs> <laughs> You have to be in a mood for it. And yeah. I wanted a song that I could listen to, you know, when I'm in a bad mood or when I'm in a good mood and, and the song could just be kind of, it could just exist and, mm -hmm. and fit both moods because it's, it's hard to like want to listen to, I mean, for me personally, sometimes I just want to listen to like something happy and, and sappy and silly and easy to consume. Mm -hmm. I, and some days I need to like listen to like the entire new Architects record in one sitting. <laughs> And yep. those are two different moods, <laughs> but <laughs> for me, I just felt like we didn't have any of those like classic, like pop punk, like, like really driving, happy sounding major key. And then all of a sudden you're like, wait, what are they saying again? <laughs> what are they? What are they saying? Like, about? Well, guys, slow down, slow down. Hold on. <laughs> Some sounds off. Wait a second. 
so yeah that was a huge aspect of that is like I, I i'm digging into this i want people to really feel like it's the 2000s like again with this music like i want people to unironically be listening to pop punk again because mm-hmm. there was a period when like fallout boy and panic that was what everybody listened to it felt like there wasn't like any like scene so to speak mm-hmm. it had been like kind of mainstream yeah so i think even I now that now that it is kind of more mainstream like we see like at least on TikTok. So I'm on like the alt emo side of TikTok, pop punk TikTok. And you'll see people like joke around and be like, we need to start gatekeeping again. But then you see people who are like vehemently like, we need to gatekeep because all these new artists are coming out and like the the new types of MGK people who aren't in the scene. And I'm like, I need everybody to calm the fuck down. Like for five yeah. minutes. Gatekeeping. It is so good that it's back in there. Like, I could tell people I listen to pop punk, and I don't have to explain myself in, like, 20 different ways. I could tell people I listen to emo, and I don't have to explain it in 20 different ways. Like, it's just easier, I feel, for everybody. Plus, a lot of, like, you know, friends that you have are starting to break again into the mainstream and, like, get that big popularity that, like, we haven't seen since, like, you know, the Fall Out Boy, Panic of the Disco, early Panic of the Disco days. And Mm -hmm. it's supposed to be a really good thing. But people are making it out to be more of a problem because they want that. I'm better than everybody because I only listen to this. I don't listen <laughs> to like yeah. Miley Cyrus. It's like, listen, Miley Cyrus is great, first of Miley all. Miley Cyrus is so fucking good. How dare you? Bangers was an incredible record, and that was like two records ago. Like, she's done several more since then. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, like, so <laughs> I have heard people be so upset that she did uh, that, the most recently like, 80s covers album. And I said, she, her voice can do it though like it sounds good she's so good but it's people like that and i think the fact that we have a resurgence of it and like the mainstream is good for Mm -hmm. everybody involved Uh, yeah i know i wish i could get behind or i guess i'm kind of glad i didn't get behind the whole like vehemently hating mgk thing um because well first of all when mgk put out the song with kellen it tripled our monthly listeners so that was pretty there useful. You Thank you, MGK, yeah. for that. Um, which might have been a coincidence because the song is Love Race and We're Loveless and we had a Kellen feature. Yeah. Ooh, um, there we go. Th- there, was, there was definitely like a, a surge in interest in, in the genre and, and in our band particular, uh, in particular uh, after he put out that album and after he put out those like new singles. So Look, if you don't like him or his music, I think that's perfectly fine. There are some very, very respectable reasons not to. Um, with that being said, I don't think we should be gatekeeping, like, like if, if it's real pop punk. Like, what do you mean real pop punk? Like, it, it's always been, like, a punk with pop, with, like, that sheen, which is always going to, like, feel somewhat inauthentic mm-hmm. because it's, it's punk with autotune, and it has been for 20 years <laughs> he didn't invent that he didn't start that he's late so i i don't understand why people are like mgk this or this or that he, he's just he's just another guy and quite frankly there are there are better artists and there will be bigger artists mm-hmm. but right now he's kind of carrying the torch for this genre in the mainstream and i think it would be a damn shame if we just like cut ourselves out of the mainstream just because we don't like mgk yeah yeah he's look we've said it many times we're not huge fans of mgk we are huge fans of tickets to my downfall so that's, 
that's a great that's a great point and like i love travis barker like yeah that's something that like yeah. i will never feel bad about saying yeah good for him with with landing at kardashian like I, like he's I think, set he's do, he's doing great <laughs> you seem fine, he's doing man. great he went on a plane the other day which yeah I good for him for him like yeah so i just think there's there's so many incredible people involved in that product should i pick up this facetime video from kyle black sure <laughs> kyle yeah. black is a producer for state champs yeah oh. let's go yeah. hey kyle we, hey i'm the... doing a, i'm doing a podcast right now what's up oh no <laughs> oh no <laughs> you are do you want to say hi to the emo social club hello hey what's up kyle, hello, kyle. They, they say hi I'll, uh, can i call you back in like 30 minutes all right cool <laughs> bye yeah so we're doing we're doing a couple of songs we're doing a couple of songs with kyle black that's awesome anyone was wondering yeah there we um, go and he he did like uh around the world and back again that state champs record with secrets nice. okay. and and all that all so, the all the hits big fan yeah big fan of this guy he's uh very nice th that that record was like what got me back into pop punk i think i had fallen off a little bit i was like kind of more like in the pop or the active rock world and then when secrets came out i was like hold on let me get behind this let me get behind like this new age it was like a little bit a little bit like punchier but it wasn't full like knuckle puck like okay. like they were it was still very melodic no offense to knuckle puck but they just yell a lot more than state they do yeah um they do so yeah it's it's sorry <laughs> i just wanted to pick that one no up. yeah that's funny. awesome yeah <laughs> again um, we always, we've had people roll in late we have people with their pets whatever works you know it adds some flair random babies oh oliver was in here for a moment but he left when he realized i wasn't gonna feed him oliver, oh. <laughs> oliver. <laughs> we have a little if he comes back i'll i'll bring him on camera he's a little white thing oh like oh. me <laughs> Same. <laughs> Uh, Same. <laughs> it does like like you're saying with like getting you back into pop punk. I do feel like there was that period of time in like late 2000s, early 2010s, maybe like through the middle of the 2010s, where it's like, uh, it's it it like went real EDM really fast for a lot of the people in rock music, and it was like, yeah. no, I want to make dubstep, and then it's like, okay, now I want to make pop music, and like there was this weird like amalgamation of like all these kids that had garage band and were recording themselves playing guitar figured out how to like make uh, uh wobbles yeah. and they're like this is it i'm just gonna produce a bunch of this shit and like yeah i mean that was me a b <laughs> uh oh same but but at the same time like it, yeah that's what that's what we were doing yeah <laughs> everybody it's it's very interesting to think that like a lot of the people who grew up like loving pop punk loving uh emo loving like post hardcore then got into like all electronic music and then they're like coming back to pop punk music now i think and and, mm -hmm. and like you're saying it's it's state champs get you back into it people are like oh hey this this record's really good or like you know mgk is getting people back into like putting live guitars in in hip-hop music or or back and forth putting trap drums in pop punk and it's like, yeah, this yeah. is this is kind of how it should be. Like the gatekeeping thing doesn't make sense to me because it's like you're just taking every bit of music from all different types of genres and putting it together. That's the best thing you can do. That's awesome. Why would you take that away oh, yeah. from us? 
no, absolutely. There's kind of like why why willingly allow yourselves to like be stagnant and like kind of to to just to me i think it's easier to to kind of like cut everybody off and gatekeep i think that's that's the easy way out because you Mm -hmm. don't have to explain anything you don't ever have to you don't ever have to try anything new and you certainly don't have to like you know bring new people to the genre if you're actively keeping them out so i i think it's it's silly it's stupid it's counterproductive i I'm very thankful that I'm not like running in the same circle as a lot of those people Mm -hmm. because I feel like it's just, it's so, it's so counterintuitive to what like rock music should be. It should be a lot more collaborative. I'm sick and tired of like the bands that pretend like they have to write everything. Like I don't care if crown the empire has uh, ghostwriters. I just wish they would credit the dude. Like that's the only thing that I have a problem with. Like when they were like, well, like that was like our facade. I'm like, that's not a gimmick. That's just like not being writers. And that's okay. Yeah. But like it's collaboration should be celebrated, not shut down, not like hidden. People shouldn't have to like fight tooth and nail to get their name on a Spotify list. Yeah. Which I've had to do several (laughs) times with artists that were like, we don't think you deserve that credit because you're not in the band. Like I wrote your song for you, dude. Oof. Wow. Yeah. So I I think that doesn't happen in pop music. No. Like Kanye West will have 20 songwriters and 14 producers on a song and not give a shit. Yeah. And I think that's respectful and that's respectable. I think it's also so like normalized though. Like remember those terrible memes? It's like, why does this Beyonce single lady song have like 20 producers and writers? But then you have Pierce the Veil and it's just the band and you're like, well, is it actually? And then as yeah. we find out more later on, especially with like, um, you know, Brian's bestie, Mr. John Feldman, um, a lot of our favorite artists and our favorite albums were mainly g- ghostwritten by him predominantly. Yeah. yeah. Or at least like, you know, as far as his producing style goes, because um, I, I don't know any producer or like person of uh, my ilk who wasn't obsessed or currently is obsessed with Feldman because he just did so many iconic records. Mm-hmm. But he was really hands-on, and that was something that I think people didn't didn't realize or didn't care to realize. Like you don't just like you don't just send a band out to like go on the beach and record in the middle of the night. Like people didn't do that. People don't do that. But he did that with the used. Hmm. He would just like send them out. Like they would just take a mobile rig out and just like write and record on the beach. And like that's the kind of thing that like people don't do anymore. And people don't like try and push like nowadays. I think producers are are very like in out. Let's get this done. Mm-hmm. It's 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 way less creative. There's there's no like fun ideas. And I think he was always this like great ideas man. That um, I don't know how I got into that from songwriting, but he's just so good. Feldman <laughs> is just so good. Why wouldn't why wouldn't you credit him? I think that like. That blows my mind. Why wouldn't you credit him? What a cool name to have on your record. Yeah. Like, look at Five Seconds of Summer. They credited him on all of those co-writes. They also credited, you know, Mike Deuce from Lower Than Atlantis. He wrote on, uh, I think, She Looks So Perfect. Like, he's credited. Like, how come the pop bands can do it? But these, like, you know, we have rock bands like, you know, Pierce the Veil and and, uh, Crown the Empire and, and other guys who are talented writers and, and talented musicians in their own right but it's like come on guys like show a little love for your team 
I think it's it's still contributing to the whole like we have to do everything ourselves to be like seen as yeah. like real in the scene, which I think is ridiculous in like the year of twenty twenty one. Nothing is real. It's all fake. Nothing is it's real. It's all fake. Yeah. Everybody, Unless nobody, <laughs> nobody wrote. How can I just forget you without somebody else behind you? Okay, listen. I oh come on, that was such a good song. <laughs> I land on two sides of this. Stuck in our head. Like. What's up? I land on two sides of this issue because part of me says that there is like this this perceived authenticity <laughs> of a band when they write everything themselves. Like it's so important that they write it themselves or that they go into a studio with a producer and they're like, this is who is going to make us sound like this. Uh, Feldman's one of them. Joey Sturgis is another one who recorded like Devil Wears Prada and like all these oh, yeah. bands that they're like, if we go into the studio with Joey Sturgis, we are going to come out sounding this, uh, sounding this way. We want to work with him because of that. But there's not yeah. that, like, that is still authentic. Like, that in itself is authentic because you're going into the studio with a producer. If you have somebody else write on your record, if you have somebody write a chorus, if you have somebody write this thing, uh, no, that's not authentic. And I just think that's, like, really strange. On the other hand... I also don't want a band to go into the studio with John Feldman and end up just sounding like another John Feldman record because oh I, then it's not, it's not the band. It's John Feldman. So I think there's like a, there's a middle ground where it's like, this is a person who is an artist in their own right. They can create something on their own, but they are creating art with this person or these people behind them. And of course, credit needs to go where credit is due because everybody also money's involved. So I'll just do the little hand symbol for money right here. Uh, for the, for the people watching hands of money. Uh, yeah. Like you, you, you still need to create art that is, uh, from the person that is creating it. If that's just John Feldman saying, Hey, come on into the studio. I'm going to record you a John Feldman record. If it's just Joey Sturgis saying, Hey, come on in. I'm going to make you a Joey Sturgis record. Then it's not the artist. Then it could just be, you know, cookie cutter, like, come on in, get out. And that, I think, was what everybody thought pop music was without remembering that, like, the Sex Pistols were a band that was found and they just put them together and said, here you go. One guy wrote all the songs and everybody else faked it. So that's the Sex Pistols. Uh, yeah. Everything is fake. Everything is made up. Points don't matter. Uh, so, <laughs> I, I mean, it's it's like, it's no less Whose authentic. Whose song is it anyway? Yeah. Whose yeah. song is it anyway would be a great title for an, a game show where you have to guess the song. Oh, I'd love that. <laughs> I would I would love like I, I still think that they should have more like scene uh, TV shows and like rock focused competition shows like that. Make a note. Make like, a note. How We're cool making would it, it be to watch like like chopped, but it's producers and you get like Ooh. or bands even yeah. and you get like, you know, here are four instruments or like here's like four like non musical things that you have to include in these songs or in this production. I think that would be so fun. Hell yeah. And instead, we have the great British Bake Off season 347. <laughs> yeah. Which I, is well, great, too. Look, but F Fuse, used, Fuse used to have stuff like that, like, a long time ago. I remember one that I remember watching, um, and it was called, like, Last Chance or something like that, like, Last Song. Mm. And the whole premise was, like, this redemption, quote-unquote redemption arc of somebody who was, like, down and out on their luck. A lot of them were like, oh, I'm like reco in recovery from like drug alcohol abuse. Um, and they would just put them in and be like, okay, now you have to sing and show that like you can be like this rock artist. And it was basically like the rock version um, 
and like recovery version of like American Idol. And they would Uh-oh. have people do these <laughs> different types of challenges. It was recovery very challenges. weird. I remember there was That's one. So strange. Her, and her name is Mixie. And she does. She still is like in a rock band now called Stitched Up Heart. And I really liked her and her style. <laughs> but like I, overall, this premise is like the most chaotic and i feel like that's how we would start back into it like someone from mtv said hey guys you remember you remember how this worked you remember and it's gonna be like guys this was not good (laughs) oh yeah mtv that's another one i i wish that mtv would uh would go back to making more music content that would be really cool yeah they are but only do digital streaming not through interesting um, their yeah. own not through their station so they obviously have their station programmed um but because they don't want to lose like their very baseline viewers and they don't want to experiment Children. with losing it uh people who watch rob deirdrick ridiculousness i don't probably how do you have an entire network dedicated to ridiculousness Ridicu- that's all that that is. ridiculous it's it's kind of incredible like i remember that show like it's been around for a while now. Yeah. oh making yeah. a bunch of money now yeah which is like who still watches that show look I'm who not watches ridiculousness and say Poyo? this is the peak of like comedy cinema yeah like i'm not mad Tosh at it Poyo but, like, isn't on air stop. anymore we we're done with it guys we're done with the reacts all youtube is is react content like it's basically how do we make youtube a tv show with a skateboarder yeah <laughs> MTV. Which is, I guess, a vibe. Tosh.0 tried it, too. Yeah. Yeah. And that, but that's another show that I was like, how are they still running? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, I could just go on the internet. Literally and the find internet. somebody's probably, probably do it funnier. For me. Hey. That's also a big thing. Can this skateboarder just show me YouTube? Can I just, like, let this one guy just show me YouTube? And then can I have, like, people that aren't that funny sit there and laugh at his jokes? But also and have not like the contribute. most annoying laughs. Yeah, and like okay. the most okay. bad oh, wow, input. Yeah. All right, let's lay off Chanel. Okay, she's not. I didn't worst. say any names. I, I just said. I annoying know laughs. who you're talking. If that's about. your conclusion. That's on we you. We all know. <laughs> I know you're talking shit about Chanel West Coast, and I will not have it here. Interesting. Okay. I will not have it here. Thank you. But I can't hate on the yeah. show. It's doing well. I liked it when I watched it. I just think it's ridiculous that you have so much of it. That's to me like they have like they air it for like four hours a day. It's no, like, they how, how do you they air it almost like for twenty two hours? <laughs> it's just too much. I it's just it's too, too much. much. Listen, Brian, it's too much. You can only oh, hear Chanel God. West Coast have a terrible reaction to one too many times. Which one is too many times? Chanel West Coast. It's like a goddamn millionaire just from laughing whatever she laughs on that tv show i'm all about it give it give it to her anyway mtv is going to bring stuff back but only digitally so we all have to get the the viacom mtv subscription on whatever the fuck you use to stream yeah your age julian and it's rude to I'm ask 25 okay i'm 34 through daskily so, uh <laughs> I am 34, so I'm I'm very close to death. Uh, I'm at the end of my lifespan. Uh, all right, let's get you in the retirement home. Come yeah, on, let's go. Yeah, come, come on, a, old man. It's all right. Well, we'll hobble you over. Yeah, I'm I'm preceding a a sentence that's about to sound back in my day, so I wanted to make sure that I I I 
prefaced it with my age, how much older I am than everybody else in the in the call, and also, uh, you know, let everybody in the chat know too. I guess the the real the real treat is whenever I talk about something and I'm like, wow, this 34 year old and Brian's like, Lizzie, I'm right here. I'm like, not you, another one. That is more annoying. Yeah. <laughs> Look, I'm a very uh, uh, youthful. I don't know. Anyway, now you sound like now, now you sound like now uh, I sound old. An old man. Yeah. Back in my day. I would not have guessed. I would have not guessed. Thank at you. all. I would have thought 20s for Thank sure. Thank you. I have a filter on my video though, so that's probably Stop! <laughs> <laughs> I have the baby face. Yeah, I have on. a it's a Snapchat filter I installed to make me look cool. So the uh <laughs> I was I was listening to this podcast the other day and and every they're they're talking about bands like Blink, Green Day, Red Hot Chili Peppers, mm-hmm. Deftones, Mike Hem, and it's like a lot of these bands hit because they were on MTV. It's like everybody mm-hmm. found these artists because they saw their videos, they saw what they looked like, they saw all this stuff. And knowing that like, it's not MTV curating it anymore and it's just YouTube now, I feel like it's still the same thing, right? Like videos are still the way people are finding music in a lot of ways because they love seeing how somebody looks. They love seeing how uh uh the band looks and what they're doing visually but we don't have that like kind of curation and i don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing so uh it's a double-edged sword for sure yeah um i think the like with spotify for instance that it's really hard because spotify has made it possible for bands that are in the middle of nowhere uh to theoretically make a a living wage off of music Mm. um but it's really hard work and quite frankly getting on those editorials is is a guessing game 90% of the time even for signed acts they aren't sure when that's going to happen mm. so like these things are not set in stone and like who gave these people the the uh the power to be curators you know who who gave them this this knowledge and i know some of them are are definitely like in-demand people in this industry who've worked for years, Ali Hagendorf, the global head mm-hmm. of Rocket Spotify, is, you know, she worked for years at like Capitol Records and MTV, I think. Um, so she's definitely had like a, a illustrious career curating and, and kind of uh, bringing rock music to the masses. But like, who's under her? <laughs> <laughs> like, yep. what's, what's that team look like? Are they young? Are they old? Like, do they do they prefer a businessman's pitch or do they want like you know the the human experience Mm -hmm. and the honest question and answer to that is i don't know and i don't know (laughs) (laughs) music has always been i don't know it is so diverse as somebody who works in radio and seeing how all these different alternative radio stations across the board from anomalies like the ones that is here in chicago that i work with that is basically like vintage rock but it's considered alternative to regular like alternative rock radio like k-rock and seeing who is in charge of there is like you're pulling teeth with them because they're like i absolutely do not want to play like any new type of music because i don't deem that as alternative alternative to just 90s grunge for a lot of these people still but those people in charge are like gen xers for the most part now (laughs) saying no this is what the kids want yeah. Um, and then us kids are still very low in the tonal pole. We're like, please listen to us. <laughs> um, and that's how it actually works, everybody. Yeah, go. growing up with K-Rock has been uh, a blessing and a curse because I really, 
you know, I have this unique appreciation um, for how small our scene is and how it is, you know, like when I would used to tell people like, well, who's this band? They'd be like, well, they like, they're like a massive rock band. I'm like, well, I don't hear them on the radio. They're like, they're always on Octane. I'm like, oh God, Octane. <laughs> Octane cool. radio. Like, and no offense to Octane. Octane's an incredible uh, station. And, and they have, like, I really enjoy the fact that, like, Sirius can play, like, fuck bombs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because, like, it's it kind of like we had to do a, a radio edit for Downer, and that was a pain in the ass. Because um, I had to, Tyler was, was in Michigan working on a band that I can't mention. Ooh. Um, <laughs> yeah, there we go. And, <laughs> and I was like, he was, like, literally on the plane. And I was sending him files, and he was like, I wonder if I can download this with my plane Wi-Fi and send you a master. Because <laughs> we were trying to get it, like, out as fast as possible, on, and I didn't even think about it, because I was like, we, we don't usually go for radio. So I just didn't even think about it. But, yeah, we had to, we had to ask, like, last minute to get a radio edit. And anyways, Octane is fine, but um, when I say, like, that band doesn't play on the radio, I mean, can they break into K-Rock? And yeah. I think there are very few bands, especially in the rock world, that are like capable of doing that right now. Um, a lot of them, the main reason is because they just won't collaborate, like straight up. There are yeah. some really incredible bands that are close to breaking through that scene. Like, I don't even hear Bring Me on K-Rock, which is crazy mm -hmm. to me. It is yeah. very like, hard to find clean edits of their songs. First of all, that is my, that yeah. is my issue. Good on them. <laughs> Good to know. Good to know. Uh, fucking love for that's why that explicitly. You'll hear them on Octane and Sirius because you can get away with it because that's a digital um like signal rather than terrestrial. That's why they can get yeah. away with it. But I don't know if that's intentional because you won't hear Bring Me the Horizon like anywhere on any other terrestrial radio stations. I think it might be intentional because they it want might to be swear. Uh, it might be a UK thing too yeah. because they don't have to do that as much in the UK. Uh, so if they're on mm. European radio, they're probably just like, nope, that's our radio one. Like, we have tons of radio play over in the UK and Europe, so we don't have to really worry about American radio play because they're still selling out every tour they do here. So yeah, they're doing fine. It's true. I think Bring Me the Horizon's uh, doing okay. Can you okay. swear on on British terrestrial radio? Like, do they have FM AM? Can you can you swear on that? They over there? only so they basically have public radio, which is all of what they have. So they have like BBC One Two Three that type of thing. So they don't have technically AM FM frequency. Um, so Ooh. I think it depends. Like, mm -hmm. if you're going for that edgier thing, like, if you had, like, BBC One, like, they use, they work with Creeper a lot. I love Creeper. And they have sometimes have some swears very, very rarely. But I think if it's, like, something normal, like, they'll say, like, bloody, I think that's okay to get out on air <laughs> yeah. for the most part. I Go think it's contextual. <laughs> I think it's, like, contextual. Depends, like, person to person and situation to situation. Like, I don't think they can say, like, the C word. Like, they can't say, like, con uh, yeah. on air, for example. You can't say that anywhere on air. Um, but they, I think <laughs> they have limitations. That word. That's the one swear word I'm not allowed to say. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My mom. I, I can say anything else. I could probably, well, I don't want to tell you, but I, you yeah. know, I can say some <laughs> terrible things. As long as I don't say that word. I swear to God, I'm going to have to mute this happy. whole thing. Mute the stream. <laughs> The, the next 15 minutes of this are just going to be yeah. seeing how much we can get away with this. Your mom song? is FaceTiming you right now. Like, I swear to God. I, swear to God. <laughs> I heard I heard somebody say it. Yeah. yeah. She's, oh, oh, God. <laughs> We're going to have a lot of our UK friends, like, 
responding to this and being like you can't say this there but i've i've watched tv you know like like main uh uh you know broadcast stations in the uk and it's like swearing violence nudity like it's everything so they're like very not yeah. as they were not puritans that that founded those countries <laughs> they're like you do whatever you want over there we're just gonna show people shit you know like kids will learn like it's fine you can drink at 18 it's all good and honestly i think that's why the uk like pop punk and the uk rock scene is is like so alive and so well right yeah now. there are so many great bands coming out of that area it's it's incredible like my favorite band in the world right now is hot milk mm -hmm. oh no and they hit like, they hit can't get over the name but i love the music <laughs> i love the name i think it's brilliant i think it's like foo fighters i love a stupid mm, band name okay. i wish we had come up with a stupider one <laughs> our name is only stupid in that there are 37 other lovelesses so we should name our band the 38th loveless really oh, yeah um <laughs> but no i love them i i mean, obviously love bring me and architects and stan atlantic they're uh australian right I think so. I yeah. believe so. Close yeah, it's. They say no funny. They say nar. Nar. <laughs> nar. It's all the it. uh, it's the English the, the English based you know countries and and I mean it's it's generally easier for us to listen to English based music although I do think there's a lot of other non English based. Uh, I, I sorry I'm on like this like uh, Squid Game kick right now because I'm like. Oh, have it, we all finished Squid so Game? I actually good. watched it last night because yeah. I needed my brain to go burr for a Yeah, bit. no spoilers, but... I haven't even started it. Dude, <laughs> so fucking good. So fucking good. I don't good. watch TV anymore. I, I wish I did. Dude, I don't, really I don't either. Media, I literally was like, somebody tell me what to do because I have no idea what's going on because I was like sick and I'm like watching it and I'm like, is this what it feels like to just like not think about it? <laughs> yeah. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Yeah. I, I had I to go ahead really and for that. About it. It's so good. It's very good. Really yeah. good. And I do actually, I don't mind dubbed shows because I'm used to watching things, or not dubbed, but like subtitled shows because mm -hmm. I'm used to watching things with subtitles. So I feel like it would be like very easy to just kind of be like, all right, let's see some people get killed. I'm trying to think of what I can yes. say without yeah. like spoiling anything. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's I mean, like, it's, one. It's, it's pretty, yeah, it's pretty like up front there. Know, yeah. By yeah, now, like yeah. That, yeah. It's in the trailer for the show, you know. I will say, uh, yeah. I, 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 I didn't realize it was supposed to be <laughs> subtitled and or dubbed, and I like had subtitles on, and then it was automatically dubbed. I didn't get an option. Mm -hmm. I was like, "What the hell's going on here?" It took me like an episode and a half to be like, "Oh." Are we about to have this is a weird. Uh, sub I don't first like dub this. argument? <laughs> I think I think subs are the way to go. But yeah, I, also, I usually do I subtitles. I don't know how I got the dub version, and I couldn't figure out how to change it. And I said, you know what? We're rolling with it. And it was just fucking weird the entire time. <laughs> yeah, the Netflix dubs are really weird because they, like, try to, like, match the, mm -hmm. like, yeah. the, the timing of it. But not always do they match the, like, the actual words they're saying. Mm -hmm. Like, there you was... can sometimes really tell that it's, like, thanks. But yeah. they're, like, thanks. In Squid Game, there was this one, and it was one of the women, and she was yelling, and it said, oh, you're just being a bastard, but, like, in the subtitle version, it was, you're being a fucker, and I'm like, all right, guys, why why couldn't we just substitute? This is all fine. I don't they understand. They fuck a lot in the show, too, so it's not even, like, a language thing. It's just, I don't know yeah. what that is. It's, here's what I know about, about voice acting. This is literally the one thing I know about voice acting like this, oh is God. that- they are very specific 
that it has to be very close to the original like japanese korean whatever it is uh to to match up with that so it is like very strange for us but it's because they want to keep it very close to the original japanese and it's just not you know we we are not this we are not going to speak the same as somebody in any asian country so when you just like dub it it's like yeah just got to go with it like watching with my girlfriend she's like this is weird and i'm like yeah just you know japanese korean chinese dubs like they're all gonna be this way like you just gotta go show's great show's so much fun just (laughs) live it out you know hell yeah well now i need now i feel like i need to watch it because everybody i know has been like telling me to get on it i know that all the sirens boys are really into it so it is the it is it is on track to be the most watched netflix show ever of all of their shows wow Wow. already yeah that's really crazy yes it came out like oh two weeks ago and it's it's just blown up and i i I do think it's because that like international hit of it like that kind of brings it to a lot more audiences because how i got on like the uh the non-english speaking like thing and like it's just because like all of these all of this is integrating with the internet all of it is like uh integrating with people from all around the world and all different backgrounds and like I do think the rock scene benefits from having some of that coming into it. This is, this is kind of my oh, yeah. thought of like we were talking about before is like everything from everywhere blending together is exactly how it should be exactly how we need to like bringing in these influences from uh, uh, different backgrounds, different cultures, different races, different uh, ethnicities, different everything. So it's like, yeah, just, just put it all in there, put it in rock music uh, have people that don't just fucking look like me playing guitars. We're good. We're set. That is actually a huge thing that um, I feel like I can say this and it won't be like taken in out of like context, but Should I, get my I really ready? like we're looking for. Uh, <laughs> no, no, we're good on that. Uh, I like we've been so we've been in like discussions about figuring out how we're going to play live and. And I'm not going to lie, I've had quite a few people, like, friends of mine and, and, like, just, like, people I know in the scene who have, like, reached out saying they'd be interested. And, oh, my God, they are all white dudes. Mm-hmm. Every single one. And I don't want you. No offense. No offense. <laughs> I'm white enough for fuck, for the whole band. <laughs> <laughs> we don't need any more. Because, <laughs> quite frankly, I, like, I don't, I, I don't feel like that's, like, going to give any new like like intelligence like emotional intelligence to the band if it's just another white dude from la Mm -hmm. like where's the lived experience like where's the like i guarantee you there are like probably four funk bassists that are like white dudes from la that i actually would want to play with (laughs) (laughs) we're really looking for like a finger style like i want a finger style bassist and most of the people i'm finding are like white dudes that suck i mean they're fine but they're boring but they're, they, they could no be research. they could be better yeah. but they're not giving their they all could be better or they could at least be more interesting mm-hmm. <laughs> so that's my that's my hot take you're gonna today. take the I, take I'm... that hot take straight to twitter and someone's Good. gonna be immediately mad at you so gonna be me i've mad tried I've, I've tried to like because we're really genuinely looking for members and and like i've I did find one drummer that I'm really excited about and she's amazing, but um still white. <laughs> oh. 
how but it's 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 all good how do you go about like like if anybody if i hope somebody's listening who would be interested who is a non-white drummer bassist whomever in the la area from the la area but how how would somebody go about like putting that out there like if there are people that are send us an email send us an email okay but like if you're send us an email right away if you're in the scene if you're if you're somebody who is like a non-white musician and you are in the scene and you are having trouble breaking through how would you say like somebody anywhere in the country could just like put their information out there put that out there and like get in with somebody because i think a lot of people are like you where it's like i want to work with somebody who's not me because i want these other ideas and i want to showcase other people i think there's like a big fear tokenization too that comes with it so it's very much like a delicate line Mm -hmm. i mean i've seen some like um like pr and like social media companies that work with like a lot of like music industries or artists and they're specifically saying i want non-men poc individuals to apply only i don't want anybody else and now i've obviously seen people see people's reply and they're like oh like that's rude that's discriminating first of all you can't be discriminating against fucking white okay like let's let's get that out of the way true um but i think there are ways like that just being like definitive like you know we want these types of individuals we don't want anything else we want to have more voices and more diversity going on yeah i just and i think it's it's especially important to me right now um because i've i've seen firsthand um i have like so many incredibly talented friends that i've met like just in the last couple like months and in the last couple like two years uh my friend hansel is like they are love hansel and their band nightlife is fucking so good and (laughs) and and i want to i want a little bit You have to put out the Huba. You have to become a Huba Stink stan. Yeah. And that's how you get in. Hansel is a huge Huba Stink fan. So they're from our neighborhood. Oh my god! Look. Yeah, they went to they went to my local high school. Get on that Huba train, man. (laughs) Just tweet out, be like, "Hey, Hansel, I was just talking with Emo Social Club, and I found out you're a Huba stan." So. Hmm. I think we I think we've definitely had that conversation before. Oh my god um because yeah no that's that's something i would have brought up <laughs> i got they're, a, they're from the san fernando valley yeah which is where i'm staying right now i got a uh, concert update from work they're like hey don't put out this concert calendar because of huba stink had it canceled because of a covid outbreak i said wow i hope hansel's doing okay <laughs> <laughs> i hope hansel's oh, okay. no. <laughs> we're, we hear huba stink and we're worried about hansel <laughs> not huba stink <laughs> Number one, who was They have a reason or whatever. They yeah. You know oh what? my god. You know what? The reason is is you. So. Yeah. The reason the reason is that check is gonna pay for their kids' kids to go to college. Uh, oh, absolutely. <laughs> we, we really like with with bad band names or 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 dumb band names like you were saying before. It's like I don't like hot milk. It's like yeah, I don't like Hoobastank, but Hoobastank. That's not actually their name. Hoobastank. I don't like it that band be. name, but like, damn, we really let that band name like sway us from some pretty good tunes. Like that is a good band. Oh, definitely. I mean, I think the only problem with them is, is that the reason was so good that it was um, an immediate one hit wonder. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just kind of like a music choice, adult contemporary. Yep. This is going to play in 
grocery stores until the day I die. Oh, Absolutely. Yeah. It's it's almost is, similar you know, to like incredible. any Red Hot Chili Pepper songs. Like I'm going to hear this for the rest of my life, whether I like it or not, and I don't understand why, but I have to accept it. I have to accept it. I think there's some sort of like musicality in I think it goes back to having not a bunch of white dudes in your band. Mm-hmm. Uh Red Hot Chili Peppers just has such a diverse like range of hits. Like they all like there there are several that do like especially if you grew up on K Rock you'll recognize quite a few of those songs as being a little bit um, formulaic, but (laughs) those albums, man, front to back usually have like four or five incredibly different and just as good songs. Like every single record they put out for what is it? 25 years now. (laughs) Yeah. And that just, that's, that's, that's some fucking stuff right there. That's cool. (laughs) I found out they had four records before, anything they did in the 90s they like put out records in the 80s and they're all like really funk punk they're pretty good i i I bet it's pretty cool did not like them i'll say this so their first like bigger breakout one was like rough it's it's punk and i like some punk but like there's got to be something that isn't just so shitty about it like oh it sounds God. shitty like are we talking like 80s like thrash no we're talking like 80s like punk rock and like with a funk bassist and everyone is uh is on drugs constantly they're just super strung out all the time brian yeah, that's a part I of it that's a lot of booger sugar yeah uh going on yeah during those records they had a lot of people say we're not going to work with them because they're too high all the time like and and yeah uh one of the i think it was the guitarist died of a drug overdose like after oh three of those records and then Frashani came in and then it was like a whole other thing i i'm this is how far i got in that three hour and 40 minute podcast about the red hot oh chili my peppers god so i could watch one of those so about, much. Like, sleeping with sirens i don't know if i could do i don't know if i could do red hot you chili have peppers. to be a real like ride or die red hot chili pepper stan I like hundred which is weird to me because as much as i say they are incredible it's like in the same way that i think the beatles are incredible yeah like they are a case study on on doing good music that doesn't mean i have to listen to it or enjoy it yeah. right <laughs> yes because i'm I like can, you can listen to it one time and be like it's like going to see like a painting like which i'm sure some people mm. love doing repeatedly but like i feel like when when i've seen like a monet one time that's enough times. Like, yeah, I've like, seen the Monet. You say like Mona Lisa once, like I've I've never seen the Mona Lisa once, but I feel like I'd yeah, be like I, I was gonna say Mona Lisa, but it. I've never seen it. So yeah, I, I'd be like, <laughs> she looks chill. Okay, that's it. Like, yeah. what else do I do with that? In a way, Blood Sugar Sex Magic is the Monet of our time. Oh my god. <laughs> Oh in God. that i don't really get it and i'm not gonna pay for that in that they are uh, but people enjoy hot. it and i'm just gonna let it go because no. it's there you know yeah. what let people enjoy things especially yeah in a, give it away now okay guys jesus christ hey listener guess what we got merch in our store emosocialclub.com slash merch you can check it out now. We got some tank tops for the summer. Uh, we got a new new metal logo, a new new metal logo, go, go, go. And it's uh, it's kind of a 90s new metal vibe. That also comes in a tank top. And we got a tank top that says, sun's out, stay inside. 
which you know you're emo you don't go out in the sun it's bright and it's hot emosocialclub.com slash store check them out get them all purchases go to help us just make more merch get more cool stuff you're helping us out we're helping you out going off your sleeves going off your arms if you don't want sleeves check it out emosocialclub.com slash store I want to make sure we have time for your plugs and then we'll chat with, uh, with, with Twitch a little bit. Cause I know you got some people here that, that love you and have been hyping you up in the chat while we've been talking. So, uh, where can everybody find you on the internet? Where can people email you if they're uh, a, a person of color and wants to play in your band? Cause yes, let's do it. Let's, let's hype let's people up. Fucking go guys. Yeah. Uh, contact at this is loveless.com. Um, or you can reach out to, uh, any of our socials at this is loveless uh, or my personal account at julian camo j-u-l-i-a-n-c-o-m-e-a-u um and yeah just tell me about yourself but you know I, that's that's really all that matters like i just i want people that i like that that are talented who can like bring something new to the table that's something that i can't do because we otherwise we could just bring on tracks you know mm. we could just have backing tracks or we could have hired guns, but I really am looking for, for, for a band, you know, for a, for a, for a long-term kind of have you come in track on the records, you know, write, tour, all that stuff. So, so message me, let's be friends. Yeah. I love that. Uh, also stream. Sorry. I'm a downer. It is on yeah. the pop punks, not dead playlist. Yeah. So the you Spotify have that. playlist, it, which is sick. Is! You have that going. I was so pumped <laughs> thank you spotify which is so funny because a week or like two days prior i tweeted like we didn't get any editorials but we still crushed it to like twenty thousand streams in a week and then i was like the next day we landed an editorial <laughs> yeah. somebody from like, spotify well, was I there to... be like hmm bet <laughs> yeah and so i i recanted i took that back yeah. i was like well we did get us one of our editorials <laughs> Again, going back to the beginning of the conversation, those are all such a crapshoot. Like, mm -hmm. you'll never know when you're going to get a playlist. And, like, sometimes playlists will be do a huge amount of numbers, and then sometimes you'll account for, like, 1% of your streams. So don't worry about those. <laughs> if you're a young band listening who's made it through uh, this far, stop sweating the playlists as much. They're fun. They're, they're cool little trophies. Um and then six months later nobody cares mm -hmm. so we'll focus on the music that people will care about six months later regardless just make your own make your own playlist playlist yeah also yes make your own playlists we we have gotten more plays from our this is loveless playlist than from any user submitted playlists or, or editorial playlists that's awesome so yeah yeah so stream it million streams by uh by next monday whenever oh, you're good. listening to this yeah, one so million dope. streams please uh, everybody in the chat. Yes, if we could. Also, go follow us on uh, Spotify. Yeah. Because we, we are crushing that follower number. And I want to yeah. get it real high for this next single. That we're <laughs> Hell yeah. I love that. Free when save. can we anticipate this next single? If you can say. Um, so I, I can say some things. Um, we do have uh, a feature coming out with We Were Giants. Uh, Ooh. It's for, it's for Welcome to the Black Parade, the, co the compilation album on That's Ghost Killer. The... Uh, and, and we're doing... 
we're doing uh, Welcome to the Black Parade. So. Oh, wow. I, I sing that song, which is a classic. Yeah, it's sick. That's big. Yeah. MCR. And then, uh, yeah, and then we have another guess. one with another band that is called. Uh, and, and that one's going to come out hopefully in October, but I don't know for sure. Uh, they were talking about flying me out to New York to shoot a video, so that'd Ooh. be really cool. Oh, that yeah. song is super sick, and that band is super dope. I'll 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 DM you guys. About yeah, it. there we go. We'll we find out. That. We'll find out in secret. <laughs> the low after key. Everything. The cool. low key. Every we know, but nobody else knows. Yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. Mm. We're gonna hold the, us over the everybody press we know. Privileges. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, Julian, let's uh, let's let's keep the conversation. There are a couple questions. If you can hang out with us, I know Kyle needs you to call him back, but. Um, Oh shoot, yeah, but no, uh, yeah, I can do that in a second. Yeah, we'll uh, we'll <laughs> we'll answer a couple of questions in the chat over on Twitch. Um, so this is the end of the recording, but yeah, uh, Julian, thank you for yeah, for being you, on dude. the Emo Social Club. Yeah, thanks for having me. This was so much fun. We should do it again. We should do it weekly. Yeah, weekly. We have nothing to promote. <laughs> weekly chat. Thank you for checking out this episode of the Emo Social Club podcast. Five stars for us for Loveless who you are actually loving, not loveless-ing. Uh, if you are at Lollapalooza, remember to say hi to any of us. Uh, if you're in Chicago, too, then you can also uh, join us at Emo Night's uh, Lollapalooza after party, should you, should you want to, should you be around and available. Uh, there's a lot going on in the city for Lala, so you know we hope that you can spend a little bit of time with us if you're in Chicago. Uh, but... Until then, you know, make sure that you're you're following us on Twitch, emosocialclub.tv, to know when we go live, and you can watch our new episodes live over there. And uh, from all of me here at the Emo Social Club, I'm Brian, and Lizzie's Lizzie's there. Goodbye.